And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barrett. Michele, what's up? Well... Season is very, very, very close, Ooh. and I can't wait. I mean, like all these ranking players, X players, Y players, Z. Now, <laughs> now I kind of I have it on my fingertips. Like I want to see them play. I, I want know. to see if I, if I like, if I made like stupid stuff or not. So <laughs> I know, man. It's it's exciting. Uh, a week from today, I will be down at the Paycom Center, trying to talk. I don't know to, what that is. Talking to players, I know. So hopefully that all goes well and according to plan. Uh, I'm super excited to to get back into it, to I get bet. back into media day, to talk to players in person, which we got to do some of that, uh, as you guys know, at summer league, but. Now talk to the real NBA guys. Let's uh, let's let's get, have a conversation with Shay. Let's have a conversation with other people. So, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can deliver some good content for you guys that day. No promises, no promises. But I think I'm I've got got some good stuff cooking there. So, uh, wow, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, no real news. Josh Giddy was on TikTok, just saying stuff i don't really want have any commentary on that i don't want to sound like a jerk so we're gonna just move on uh we're doing a 2018 redraft there's been lots of like redraft stuff out there and you know thunder fans were dissatisfied with it they didn't like it they didn't like where guys are ranked or put whatever so we're gonna do it and this is a class that we're very very familiar with was this the first class that we did the Thunder After Dark NBA Draft Series with? Uh, that is probably right. I think that's uh, right. I'm not sure if it was on Thunder After Dark, but I'm sure that we we went into details yeah. about this class. I think we've only I done that for two years, but we did this on Down to Dunk. We did the, we I think covered so. this class in detail on Down to Dunk. So, Oh, uh, I remember. I remember the, the takes. The takes on Luca, where... Like we said yeah. many times, he can be a generational talent, and we I mean nailed it. We were right, yeah. But we th- there was some heated comment about the fact that an European guy, a fat one, is not <laughs> su- not supposed to be one of a kind. Oh boy! Um, yeah, I actually went back because, and like looked at some commentary on what people mm-hmm. thought at the time. And the comp that just kept coming up for Luca was Joe Ingles. Like, well, yeah. he can be Joe Ingles. And yeah. like at the time, it he was like, like pretty favorably, but it's just like, man, you just, 
And you knew like some of the people that were saying it knew that he was going to be better than that, but they were holding back a lot. Like you could feel like they were just holding back a ton where they could have just Mm -hmm. unleashed. Because at at the time, if you were just like went wild, be like, listen, this is an MVP candidate. This is a guy that's going to do this, this, and this. He's going to win. You know, you would have been right. (laughs) You know, if you would have just not held back. But everybody held back. Everybody got too scared. There were too many... There was too much like unfounded criticism against Luca going into this draft that knocked him back. It's just ast- mm-hmm. it's astonishing to look at the draft and yeah. seeing him where he was even at three. It's just like wow, like you guys yeah. really missed it. Like you missed it big time. You guys messed up. Yes. Wow, way to go, yes. everybody. You screwed up. Yeah, one of one of the fair criticism, and I kind of joked about um, about it. It was the fact that Luca was not in perfect shape, and to yeah. be honest with you, that was a huge, huge concern that I had at the time. But I mean, he was so shifty in Euroleague. He was so much better than anyone else, and and he was leading a team at 18 years old. Like nailing NBA type shots, doing yeah. what the NBA wants. It has like you can drive the basket to the to the rim and or take step at threes. He was doing that to such a high level that yeah, I mean the concern is there, and I think that if he he's not in shape today, Luca isn't. I mean he, yeah. the stamina is still an issue, yeah. and but he's so much like his talent is so pure that doesn't really matter. I think that he has another year to go. Like if you put if you put that together, the weight stuff, I think that he he may be better than what he was last year. And he will do it. There will insane. be a year that he will do it. Because it happens with so. a lot of these guys where they just get to the point where they're just frustrated and they're like, All right, screw it. I'm gonna spend half a million dollars this summer and get the yeah. right people in and they're gonna tell me everything that I have to do. I'm not even gonna have to think about it. They're just gonna tell me what to do. I'm gonna do it and then I'm gonna come back ripped. Yes. You know, that will happen. There will be a year where we will have Luca Muscle Watch. And it's and like yeah. the league should be horrified of that. Uh, okay, before yes. we get into this, uh, Daniel Tomasi says, Wasan boys tuning in with my new son, Duke, who was born earlier today. Today. Wow. For his first down to dunk on his first day alive. Yes. Wow. Love the Monday wow, pod, Daniel. Daniel. Congrats to you and yours. I uh, hope everybody's healthy and doing well. It's amazing news. Thanks for sharing with us on the live stream. And by the way, if you don't listen to us live, if you're listening to the podcast, you can hop on YouTube and you guys can uh, listen to us live and comment and be a part of the show. So, all right, let's let's do this. Let's do a redraft. Number one, you you get you get number one pick again. You'll go no. with no. It's yours. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. I'll take Luca. Luka Doncic, number one, easy peasy. This is what should have happened. The Suns would have made the finals a lot earlier. They would have been crushing people. The Luka, mm-hmm. Luka Devin Booker. Wow. Like, holy moly. Like we think like yeah. Luka, or we think that Chris Paul Devin Booker is good. Like give me a break, man. Like give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> give me a break. Like that would be so great. You screwed up. I know everybody's like, well, they got DeAndre Aiden. It's not so bad. Like, look at it. It like fits together. Like, shut it's up. It's not so like, bad. Stop it. But it's stop. But it's it. It's still a little bit. 
It's like, that's it's, it's a bad. garbage take. That's an absolute garbage take. They made the wrong decision. It didn't end up being <laughs> the worst thing in the world, but it was a garbage decision at the time. They had freaking Luca's coach on their team. Yeah. Like, oh, like stop. Like you had everything lined up. Like you messed up. All right. Next number two. Where are you going? I think I'll go with Trey Young. Okay. Yeah. Still. And I know that playoffs should not be the entire picture, but they are part of the picture. Like in the Ben Simmons take that I had, it's not the entire picture because, I mean, I think that even without that, there will be people that say Trey Young is better than Shea. Um, I don't think that the margin is, is wide, but we have to take into account the fact that he played an entire season. He was insanely awesome in the playoffs and yep. Shea didn't have the chance to do that. So to me, he deserves. He deserves an arch for that. And when you have a guy that is shooting 6.3 threes per game, uh, 8.7 free throws, and dishes 9.4 assists, while being not efficient, but he has the room to improve there, and he nails it, and he brings it in the playoffs, I mean, to me, he's deserved. He's really deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Do you agree? Yeah, he... Mm. Getting to the Eastern Conference Finals was it. If he would have gone out in round one, I'd be pushing harder for Shea. Ah, me too. I mean, I think that the regular season stuff, it's... uh, Shea was much better in terms of efficiency, defense, and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's the playoffs to me, and again, the fact that he was more durable, it has to count for something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that... Those two points are enough to get you there, and we just need to see, we need to see more from Shea. That's just mm. that's just it, and it doesn't like the rankings could be completely different next year if we were to try this again. Yes, I have. I was doing this um, like half an hour, an hour ago, and I think that there are three players in the same tier here, mm-hmm. um, and those three players can be in a totally different order but i think that the tier stays there yeah yeah agreed uh okay so pick three we talked talk about a team that screwed up with the first pick um the second second pick marvin bagley just unbelievably bad just yeah i mean there there's just a, a handful of guys that you're just like why like why'd you do that uh luca went third should have been to the hawks you can quibble with what the Hawks did. They ended up getting like they're lucky that Trey Young is as good as he is because yeah. you trade that opportunity for Luca. Still bad, still straight up bad. Sorry, still bad, but it's also yeah. fine. Not not as bad as DeAndre. Not as bad I'm as DeAndre. I'm not ready to pick. say. I'm not ready to say that that was a bad move. I okay. think that Luca is the better player today. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if in his career Trey Trey Young achieves more. It's possible. I'm, it's possible. To it's me, possible. it's still open. So they made a move that in year one, two, three looks pretty bad. Yeah, looks pretty bad, bad, not pretty bad. Yeah. But that has the potential to be a move that pays his dividends, mm-hmm. like in the future. Mm-hmm. So this would be the Hawks. I don't know that the Mavericks would still trade up if Luca wasn't there. So I'm taking SGA here. Yeah. I just think that shot creation matters efficiency matters mm-hmm. uh and you can say if efficiency matters why wouldn't you take michael porter jr 
It's a good question. I think it's actually pretty close between those two. Yes. Uh, MBJ is super good. MBJ has the third best true shooting percentage in the class right now. Yes. It's insane. Uh, and SGA among primary ball handlers has the best true shooting percentage in the class at 62.3%, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then you look above, and there's like a lot of it's big guys. It's Aiden and Mitchell Robinson and uh, Time Lord and Mikhail Bridges and Porter Jr. is probably like the only guy that can really go get his own bucket in that group. Miles Bridges is there too. He's not going to get his own bucket as much. Um, but Porter Jr., 66.3 true shooting percentages is, is absolutely insane. It's insane. Uh, but I'm still going to go with the shot creation, the ability to drive the basketball, all the potential that Shea has, the size of the guard position, the versatility that he has. Plus, like, I'm still more worried about MPJ's back than I mm-hmm. am about Shea's foot. So that's also kind of where we go in that. And I think the the tier you're talking about is Trey, Shea, MPJ. Yes. I was thinking about Marvin Bagley, but if you want to put Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> that's fine. Stop it. <laughs> no, it's exact, it, it is exactly right. To me, yeah. there, are, there is a 1A, and we look at today, um, and then there are three guys that are in a pretty similar tier, mm-hmm. with Aiden creeping in, uh, but not there yet, because it was very good in the playoffs, in a mm-hmm. very definite role, and not ready to, to take another step offensively, to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I think that MPJ deserves a lot. I mean, he was mocked as a as a top five guy for yeah. reasons uh, that are probably have to do with his back. He slided way too much. Uh, the Clippers really screwed up because really if you have two picks, up. I don't yeah. care how much you think um, the other guy who Jerome Robinson. Jerome Robinson. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, I thought it was a Robinson, but anyway, um, you have to take him. You just have to. Especially like when you have... That, that, that's your swing. Like, you already got... You had just taken Shea. You made the trade for Shea at 11. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's the guy you wanted. Take a swing. Take a yes. swing. Holy yeah, moly, take a swing on Michael Porter Jr. Can you imagine? There. Can you imagine, like, how easy the life would be in Clipperland right now? Oh, man. Or in Thunderland, for that matter. <laughs> I was about to say. I mean... Two if, picks less and one MPJ more. That could have been real. Yes, that was after the rookie se- his rookie season. What did what did did he? How much did he play his rookie season? I don't even remember. Very little. Yeah. If if, if anything. You know what? This is this is a uh, yeah. This is Thunder fan fiction at this point. Yeah. Where it's just like, man, the Clippers, you wow. screwed up. You screwed up our future. Goodness, we Can could have already imagine? had him add Giddy to this to that group. Poku? Like, all right, let's go. Poku, wow. Giddy, MPJ, like let's go. Like instead, you took Jerome Robinson, late riser, terrible player. No Sheesh. one cares. Yeah, no one cares now. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the right order so far. So Yeah. Uh what are we at? Fifth? Yes. Okay. This is where Things get a little bit more interesting, but really not that much. Mm. I'll take DeAndre Ayton here. Yeah. He went number one. He's really good. He's 
been a very efficient player from the center position. He, mm. I still think he's got room as an offensive player to grow if they allow him to mm-hmm. and show that he's like a championship caliber center. So, you know, good for you guys. He's still really young, developing. He's going to get stronger. He's going to – He's. I think he's going to be a great player. I don't – I don't. a great player. He'll be a very good player. You know, yes. could make an all-star team. Sure. You know, maybe not, but – you know, he's not an all-timer. He's not a shot creator. That's the biggest difference there. So, Yeah, uh, I think I think that is right. And yes, I think that this could be the year where it takes another step forward offensively and, and he basically learns how to, how to be an effective offensive player. And because he can. He can, he should be the presence under the basket. He should, he should be dominant down there. And he isn't. Uh, he wasn't so far. And I think that he could be. Um, I thought that at the draft as well. So it's three years that I'm waiting for him to be more assertive down there. Mm-hmm. But the playoffs were a nice step ahead. And so yeah, I think that, that this is a very, very fair... Um, draft position for him mm-hmm. yeah i think it's fine there's not anybody over and the thing that i value a lot is shot creation yes if you look at this the rest of the group there's one guy that can get his own bucket but how does he affect winning does he affect winning it's a it's a question to <laughs> Stop. be asked don't, 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 so. don't, it's it's for later to yeah, me it's a later. little bit later not yeah. like not immediately after yeah. this one um with number six, I'm sure that I don't have your pick there. Okay. I go Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, well, you do. You no. do. Yeah, this is we are boring. So boring. Oh, we're so boring. But anyway. We, we, we talk um, too much about the draft together. Yeah. Take a guy that is... The, the, the only issue here is the, the fact that he's very injury prone. And, and that should count for something. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but he's and he a guy. just doesn't rebound like flat out doesn't rebound. Yeah, he's he's bad uh, at that. But I mean, Memphis has good rebounding guards. So to me, the problem is True. less than. And also, he's him. like camps out on the perimeter. He actually, and the thing about him is like he defends the perimeter pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also that's also not the biggest issue. And and now he's got Stephen Adams to box out everybody so he can go get some boards. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the, maybe this is his year. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, a big man that takes three point eight free throws and five point five threes is. I want to give him another chance. And if the alternatives are the Bridges, Sexton, Gary Trent, Herder, Graham, I want to give him another shot. I'm drafting here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very high level role players or guys that I don't want in my team. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we're going to keep rolling. And actually, before yeah. we keep rolling, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com 
slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back from that quick break. Next pick, seventh pick. So far, it just looks like chalk on my on the uh, draft board that I made. Uh I've got Mikel Bridges at seven. Oh, no, please. Is that what you got, too? <sighs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, talk about high-level role players. This is about as good as it gets because not only does he hit threes with crazy efficiency, he defends the perimeter just about as good as anybody else in the NBA. Yeah. So Mikel Bridges, a little older when he was drafted, should have been a Sixer. Uh, one yeah. of the, I mean, a huge, huge, huge blunder by the Sixers. Uh, I, I talked have about, no idea. I mean, it's about awful. That trade. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. He was perfect. Like he, he was absolutely perfect for them. They traded shake for Zion. Just yeah. much, much better. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been absolutely perfect for them. Uh, I talked about true shooting percentage. He has the second highest true shooting percentage in the class. He takes jump shot. It's not that he's, he doesn't. I know. He, like 4.4 trees per game. Yeah. 66.7% true shooting. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Better than Aiden. Yes. Better than Mitchell Robinson. Better than Miles Bridges. Better than Porter Jr. Like just absolutely sick. And the usage rate is low. 14.7% usage. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means if you have creators already... Like he's the perfect guy for you, the perfect guy. Like going forward, when people are going to talk about like how can we find this kind of player to complement stars that we have, everybody's going to talk about Mikel Bridges. Like that's going to be the yeah. guy, and he should be the guy because he fills the role very well. He's already twenty-four years old, one of the older guys uh, toward like the the top of this class, uh, but extremely deserving of you know. Yeah. being selected seventh in this redraft. Does he get does he get the bag next season? He will absolutely get the bag. I think he'll get 20 mil. Yeah, that that is what I'm well, it's not that you you should be worried about especially with the news that the cap will going so high in 2025, but yeah, it's fine. Still. It's a lot. It's a lot, but if you yeah. want the best role player, I'm talking about the guy that everyone's talking about. Yes. You got to pay him. You got to pay the man. Yeah. You pay for top-tier yeah, talent. That's the way the NBA works. Yeah, yeah, 84 for four contract like that. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say he's very deserving of such a deal. Because you take him off of Phoenix, how far do they go? Well, they can go far, but not that far. They don't go to the finals. Yeah, no, no. Doesn't happen. Well, maybe Jalen Smith improves or something. <laughs> Wow, shots fired. Woo, spicy. All right. Oh, what you got? I should have made the math better and like realizing that eight is even. And so by picking second, I would have 
picked um, Colin Sexton, um, which is something okay. that I don't want to do, but it's it's going time. off my board and, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a scoring machine, uh, not an efficient one. Um, he's the perfect six man, um, especially if you're if you have like a very steady team. He can he can get on the court and and create havoc. And yeah. with the second unit, it's completely fine. Um, he has the potential to be a six man of the year, like perennial candidate to that. And and I think that he can be, if he wants to, not horrible defensively. He is right now because probably no one cares. Um, but come on, a guy that generates six point four free throws per game. Yeah, like he's really good. He's younger. You know, he's only twenty two years old. Yeah. And, I mean, he's 24-4-3 and three last yeah. season. 81% from the line, 37% from three, like not bad, 47% from the – I mean, like the efficiency is not bad. Like we're not talking about like some gunner that like doesn't hit shots. Like he's, like, he's a good player. Yes. And you put him in the right structured system or around the right players, which is not Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we have a different opinion of Colin Sexton. Maybe like there's like there's a chance if you put him around like some wings that are good and a big man that can defend, which they have like Jared Allen's a, a pretty decent big man, but you put him around a better team. Like, what do we think of Colin Sexton? Cause he had a really great season last year. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, but I still question like if he is your point guard, because he, ha- he, he has to be a point guard or he's your, you know, guy off the bench which I yeah. think he's shown enough to, to not have to take that demotion yet, right? It depends where he goes, but yeah. Yeah. I, think he's, I mean, he, the problem is he's six foot one, you know? That's, yes. That's like the biggest issue that, that he's got. So, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, I like him. I think he's fun. He had some fun games last year. The Cavs have got to take a step forward, though. Like, they just have to. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have him hate? You have him later? I have him later just because I I love Miles Bridges. <laughs> just love Miles Bridges. Maybe yeah. this is an Eric Collins thing where Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> Eric Collins just yelling Miles Bridges is just cemented into my mind. But he's a guy that can swing between the 3 and the 4. He hit 40% from 3 last season on 4 attempts per game. Uh to me, he's he was really impressive, and still also about this. He's he's twenty three, so still a lot to be done for Miles. I like him. I think he's going to be really good. And obviously, if you're if you're Charlotte, you'd rather have SGA because that's the trade that they made on draft night was Miles Bridges yeah. for SGA. But also not the worst. It's it's funny. Like most of these hey. trades are like like not the worst thing in the world. But also, hey, like, uh, wait bad. a second. You, you don't get to do that. Hmm. You said that, uh, like, if you if you pick Trey and not Luca, it's a bad, bad, bad. I mean, if you if you switch Shea and and, and Bridges, it's right. bad, bad, bad. You're right. Like, it is bad, worse. bad, bad. You're right. It is way. It is way worse. It is just the Lucas, like Luca, the thought that he could be a generational player. Yes, and like. Shea's really good. Can Shea be a generational player? No. Like he's got some work to do. Yes. 
but I don't see uh, a world in which Miles Bridges is better than Shea. Agreed. You're Shea right. You called me on it, and I will accept <laughs> the fact that I was wrong. I'll accept it right here on the show. I was definitely wrong. Bad trade. Idiots. Stupid <laughs> people in Charlotte. How could no. you? You, you could How say could you? that it was much, much harder to... to, to it, it is always much, much harder to differentiate between one and between 11 and 12 compared to yeah, yeah. one and, and three that that is oh, for sure and no doubt and and so it's um it's fine i mean it's um it's a bad trade three years after but no one said it was a bad trade at the time yeah. whereas there were some no one knew very no smart people who, can, who said immediately wow what are the kings doing what are yeah. the, the phoenix suns doing yeah and the hawks was are we sure? So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time, probably uh, there were a lot of people that were high on Miles Bridges, and mm-hmm. and he's a good player, uh, as you mentioned. I mean, he he player. can be a solid fourth guy on a very good team. I think he has yeah. the chance to be that. Sure. Yeah, starter. Yeah, yeah. he could be. He could be a starter. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paolo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So guys that have not, that were drafted by the ninth pick that we haven't even really even brought up yet, Marvin Bagley, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, no. Kevin Knox. Oh, no, 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 no. So no. those are the guys that had that were drafted that night that have that I just don't think had any chance to be drafted in a redraft uh, as yep. of now anyways. So, again, we know we feel like we know the, the draft class that's coming in, you know, that's coming Maybe into the don't. league this year, but we don't know. We didn't know when this when this draft class was coming in. We didn't, we didn't know 
think most people knew that Luca was going to be really good. Everybody mm-hmm. else, it was just like, I don't know, like Kevin Knox had a great summer league. He was yes. great. Like everyone oh, was, was hyped. Good. Everyone yeah. was so hyped for, for Kevin Knox coming in. And now, like, can the Knicks even get a second rounder for him? I don't think so. Not a like good the one. The answer's no. Yeah, not a good one. Maybe like a top 45 protected second rounder oh, you could get. gross. Yeah, it's really bad. We just, that's just like underlying the fact, like we just don't know. Like, do we know that Josh Giddy's going to be good? We don't know. We no, don't know. We don't. We don't know who's going to be good. We just don't. It felt like Marvin Bagley was going to at least be like a good productive player where like, people were saying like, oh. He went, yeah, it's a problem. Yes, going to Sacramento is a problem. Yeah, makes things so, much harder. But hey, yeah. Tyrese was was awesome last year. So, um, awesome. I have three wings next, and initially I ranked one higher than the others, but I'm kind of crawling back to Dante Divincenzo here. Um, okay. I think that other guys uh, in the same tier um, are they probably have a higher ceiling. But I just think that a player like that is very close to what, like, it was the the um, contrib- the contribution that he brought to Milwaukee when he was healthy is similar to the one that Mikael Bridges had for Phoenix, mm-hmm. and so I think that probably is my pick here at ten. Okay. Yeah, he would have really helped. Uh, really good player. I think he yeah. where is he at in efficiency in the class hold on. It's not he's not very good, but he's not bad. Yeah. He's he's a good player. I'm I'm a fan of DiVincenzo. Twenty ninth, fifty four percent true shooting. It's fine. Yeah. I guess just below league good. average. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go off the board here with a guy that I, I don't know where he is on yours, but I'm gonna go DeAnthony Melton. Uh, I know you would. I know I had him like four spots lower than you. Yeah. He's in, the, he's 15 on my board. Okay. That's not bad. He, no, it's not. I just think that what he can do on the defensive end is really special. And then the way he mm-hmm. shot the ball last year I has me wondering why didn't he play more? Like why is he... Like, yeah. Why is why is Grayson Allen ahead of him? Like, what's what's going on here? And hopefully they've kind of cleared the way for him to play more minutes. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he will or not. I believe he. I think he deserves a chance to do that. He used fifty six point eight percent true shooting last mm-hmm. year. Like that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and he can. You can kind of do everything that you want and can profile as a a good role player that has a little bit more juice than most, you know, just regular perimeter shooters. So uh I like I'm a big D. Anthony Melton fan, so that's that's where I would take him. I considered him earlier, but I'll take him at eleven. Hmm. Now it's me. I yep. have four guys. I kind of lean towards Kevin Herter here. Yeah. I'm not fully convinced of my pick. I have Gary Trent in the same area, Graham, yeah. Brunson. And probably Brunson is the guy who help you who helps you win the most among these today, guys. No doubt. Today. Yeah. Um today, yes. But 
Kevin Herter has the potential to be a secondary creator. Not that Atlanta desperately need a guy that can do that, but there was there were moments in the season where I said that is the idea that Atlanta had when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. And again, he is a willing three point shooter, an accurate shooter. Uh, I think he can be better than than what he was. Um, it's thirty six percent to me is a kind of low for the kind of shooter he is, and so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a Herder fan. I think he's good. He's got good length. He played well in the playoffs. You know, that matters. That stuff matters. Oh, boy. This is where it gets tough because you have some creators still left in the class. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got some big men that are left in the class that are decent. And then you just have, like, role player guys that are in your top eight. Uh, I'm gonna go Gary Trent here. Good. Got a yes. big, got a big payday. Can create. Uh, can shoot. I'm I'm a fan. He plays plays bigger than he is, which I think is he kind of has to if he's gonna survive mm-hmm. um, in the NBA. So yeah, I'm a I'm a Gary Trent believer. So he yes. was 53 percent true shooting. So not spectacular, but good enough. Yeah, he's very bad from two, uh, two-point range. He is not a good finisher nor a good pull-up shooter yet, but he he took 7.4 threes per game, and he yeah. hit 38.5% of them. Just yep. focus on that, uh, mm-hmm. raise that to 10 maybe, and just play more into a role. Maybe with a little bit more of creation from Toronto, he will, maybe if Dragic stays or whatever, maybe they will ask to create less, and he would be more of a spot-up guy, or one dribble pull-up guy, and um, maybe that will help his presentation. He's a machine from three. There were games yeah. where he just he was unstoppable, and um, yep. and yeah, I mean the defense is not very good, uh, and that's why in the end I had him higher. But in the end, I said, well, Divincenzo can defend. Uh, he's not the same shooter, yep. but I mean, if I want to win, uh, probably he's not the guy. Uh, Gary Trent is a tad below uh, Dante Divincenzo. Yeah, Gary Trent, only 22, and yeah. he was sixth in points per game in the class. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of impressive. Okay, let's let's end here. Let's end with the, the lottery because I've got to go. Oh, so no Devonta Graham. Okay, too bad. Too bad we are very good fan, <laughs> like big fan of him. So it's, it's a shame. Wow! No big man either. Like, oh no, you got no. no you got one pick. You got one pick left. This is oh, your I have, fourteen. Uh, so no, so it's Devonta Graham. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he he was very good in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, an extremely good shooter. Uh, he doesn't bring too much um, apart from that on the court, but like being able to pull up from anywhere is a skill in the NBA. Um, we said almost that nine three point attempts per game. Almost yeah, nine. that's insane. Yeah, eight point seven, thirty-seven point five percent, and again, the, most the in the class. Could... By the way, that's the most three-point attempts per game in the class. Yeah, yeah. Luca is close, but but not that close. And I'm not sure how much, how many he will take uh, uh, in Orleans. I hope a lot because that team needs spacing. Yep. And yep. And yeah, I think that he, in the end. If you ask Dallas, if you call Dallas and say, well, do you do you want Jalen Brunson or Devontae Graham? I'm not saying that they would say yes, 
but they would at least think about it. Mm-hmm. And to me, they are in the same range, um, the same tier. Yeah. Uh, the, the tier where I had the Anthony Melton, by the way. And, and so I think that in the end, if it's my pick, then it's the Montegram. Yeah, I'm a big Jalen Brunson guy too. Guys that we did not mention, Wendell Carter, uh, Time Lord, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Landry Shamit, Bruce Brown. Big Hamidou Bruce Brown Diallo. Guy. Hamidou Diallo, Anthony Simons, Grayson Allen, Shake Milton. Yep. All Landry guys are mentioned. Yeah, Shamit, it's good. Lonnie Walker. Uh, okay. Yeah, not so much. Not so much on Lonnie. Uh, okay, let's go through our. I'm going to go through our top 14 real quick, and then we will end it. Uh, Stephen Croach says, "What about Hami? Hami would have been like probably in the in the next five, six, seven picks for me. Like I think Hami's good. Like I think he's legit. Yeah, having 22nd on my list. Yeah, something like that makes total mm-hmm. sense. So Luca, Trey, SGA, Michael Porter Jr., DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mikael Bridges, Colin Sexton, Miles Bridges." Dante DiVincenzo, DeAnthony Melton, Kevin Herter, Gary Trent, Devontae Graham. That's our list. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. I'm going to I'm going to read the names of the people that are in the uh, in the chat here, and then we're going to go. Uh, Alex Gatch is here. Hoops Talk 69. Kay Bizzle is here. Tim Gordon. Daniel Tomasi, who we mentioned earlier. Again, congrats to Daniel and his family. Um, Abakar Sadiq Yahaya is here. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, Stephen Croach, as I mentioned. My guy Alex Bowlerjack is here. What's up, dude? Uh, Brett Rankin is here. Adam Brandt is here. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? That's it. Hope you guys have a great, great day. Remember, a week from today, media day. It's going to be super, super fun. Hope you guys have a great, great start to your week. Enjoy your Monday, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.